Welcome to the Ether. Today is Saturday, November 26, 2022. Today on the Ether, the Web3 Builders Alliance AMA, hosted by Orbital Command. Let's take a listen. What's going on, world? This is Dr. Doscoin coming at you live from the Orbital Command account today. It is 6 a.m. in beautiful Queensland in Brisbane, and I'm going to be chatting with the team at Web3 Builders Alliance. So bear with me a moment as I bring them up. As we start getting the space set up for the conversation that will take place over the next hour. Hey, hey. How are we? Good. How are you guys doing? Pretty amazing, to be honest. I'm just, uh, as I said a second ago, just shuffling into a different room. I'm at a friend's house as I went to a concert. I went and saw Rufus to Soul last night in Brisbane randomly. Sweet. Which was, which was nice. And, uh, and so I'm just trying to figure out the best location for me to be in. And I've got it. I'm in the study. All right, we've got it. What about you? Where are you and where are you doing? I'm in, uh, I'm in Atlanta, Georgia. I'm just kind of chilling out here with my dog and my kids uh, before I head to Decentral tomorrow. Oh, fantastic. Real quick question. What sort of dog do you have? I've got a big, old, sweet, cuddly mutt that we rescued four and a half years ago. Love it. Love totally. it. Totally. The cuddly ones are the best. Yup, uh, yup. I've got a little, not a big, not a big old one. It's a little young one, little young dash hand, and she just melts my heart every day. Nice. Um, but you've got Decentral coming up tomorrow in Miami. Are you excited? Are the team excited? What's on the cards there? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, Chauncey and I, Chauncey's in here now, we, we're both going and uh, it's going to be awesome to connect with people that I heretofore have only really known virtually. So it'll be good to give a lot of hugs and handshakes and, and get excited with people in real life. Have you and Chauncey not met before in real life? We have not. Wow. Okay. Big, big. Just bring up Chauncey right now. So hopefully we can get a... There we go, add a speaker. All right. And just to confirm, this is Jeff behind the Web3 account, yeah? Totally. Web3 cool. It right. is. Yep. Yeah, I've just spent the last uh, probably 40 minutes listening to you on a Cosmos space from uh, about a month ago. So, Gosh, cool. Pretty, pretty distinct voice. Uh, yeah, <laughs> thanks, <laughs> I think. Chauncey, talk to me. Are you there, sir? Hello, hello. Yes, I am. How are we? Ah, doing great, man. Doing great. Had an awesome Thanksgiving, uh, Thanksgiving holiday, uh, time with family, and yeah, getting ready to ship out to Decentral tomorrow. Fantastic. And how many days is Decentral? Uh, two days, Monday and Tuesday. Okay, it's a pretty quick one, in and out. Do they have a sort of forecast of how many people they're expecting to be there? Um, I think the ballpark's around 5,000. Oh, Wow. Yeah, it's supposed to be pretty big. Uh, and they, they do it, uh, they coordinate it with Art Bazel Week down in uh, Florida. 
So um, there's all kinds of events going on that week anyway. Um, so it's set up at an opportune time for that. Uh, they try and touch on a lot of NFT stuff. Fantastic. And so what, there's going to be a Web3 Builders Alliance store there or? Uh, we will be repping there. Um, I don't think that there's an actual booth. Um, I will have, we will have an angel protocol booth, so we're going to have it do double duty. We'll have Jeff over there with us, uh, shilling, uh, web three builders Alliance. Um, I, I, Jeff, did you, did you end up making some merch for that? I know you were joking about some, uh, some, uh, branded stuff that you wanted for web three builders Alliance. <laughs> He's just being brought back up as a speaker. Can you hear us there, Jeff? I'm here. Sorry about that. Go ahead, Chance. Oh, no, I was just uh, telling him about Decentral, um, how Angel will have a booth there. Uh, I, was, I was checking with you if we had any merch to show for uh, for Web3 Builders Alliance yet. <laughs> oh, gosh. I, I mean, I think the only merch that we'll be showing is lots of hugs and smiles and energy. <laughs> well, good thing you have that in, limit, in unlimited supply. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. We'll see how I feel when I get back on Thursday and uh, try to do a hackathon next week in Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, energy behind the team there. I'm curious about how you, Jeff, you were saying recently that you were just on the verge of retirement. Is that officially taken place or is it? I'm sorry, you you broke up on me a little bit there. I don't know if that was you or me. Uh, I don't know. It might have been me, but I was just uh, saying I heard on a recent podcast that you were on the verge of retirement. Is that, has that happened? Is it just about to happen? What's the situation? Oh, yeah. I retired uh, from three decades in uh, private school education here in the States in May. Um, and it feels like forever ago, but um, yeah, haven't looked back. Don't miss it at all. Love it. Three decades, eh? That's a long time to be in, in one, uh, I guess, one one sector, one one particular role. You must have enjoyed it thoroughly. Yeah. You know, it was, uh, it was fulfilling. And, um, you know, the second half of that 30 years was, uh, was in the administrative role. And, and it was meaningful, you know, but, um, you know, really it got to a point where, you know, running a private school during a pandemic uh it really was the end of it for me and just wanted to feel more alive again and chauncey helped me get there um i'll never forget that call with him where i said hey i'm retiring and he said well i don't have anything with angel but uh we're starting this thing up to build an institute if you're interested and and here we are sure well that's probably the perfect uh, segue into just a quick ldr about both of you guys to just get most people going to pretty bad for those who don't. You got? Uh, you are breaking up pretty bad, sir. Uh, you sound a little bit like uh, like Brad Pitt in that um uh not lock, stock, and two smoking barrels, but the other one. <laughs> really, that's snatch. Because I have full snatch. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> Interesting. I have full reception on my phone, so I'm not sure why that would be happening. I'm just going to look at a couple of settings. Full reception. Microphone's plugged in. Is it? Can you hear me? Can you hear the words I'm saying? Or is it? Yeah, you're coming through clear now. Um, clear as day right now. Okay, that's peculiar. Um, hopefully that doesn't happen too much. Just let me know if it does, then I'll try and do something. But um, yourself, Chauncey, what's your what's the TLDR for people that may not know you about you? Yeah, so um, I I used to uh, work for G as a global program manager. Got into crypto towards the end of 2020. And then uh, left my legacy job to jump in uh, full time in May of 21. 
when Angel Protocol was birthed. Um, and that was, you know, just getting into the terror community, getting really passionate about it, and uh, being able to connect with a bunch of amazing people in a hackathon. Uh, it was funny, Jeff mentioned that we had never met in person before, and uh, that's also true for, for many of me and the Angel Protocol team. Um, it's funny how this space works, where you just kind of connect in these different spaces and start to embark on an adventure together. But um, with Angel Protocol, I, what we found was I, a few different challenges. One, it was very difficult to hire reliable devs. Um, there was just a lot of scammers in the market, a lot of people who would fake resumes, fake work experience, even fake uh, actual GitHub commits and, and uh, profiles. So um, it was challenging. And we went through a number of devs that we hired and had to let go. Uh, the other thing was uh, just noticing what a tight-knit community Terra was at the time. Um, it seemed like there was an opportunity to really seize the community aspect of that and uh, set up some kind of dev training certification program that would also have a community built around it. Uh, so uh, cadets going through the program would get experience, uh, not just in the developer side of things, but also... Uh, basically have a an incubation community around them of people who had been building in the space, who were familiar with the ecosystems, who could help them out with different advice. Uh, and what it allows for is, is for cadets to uh, go a very entrepreneurial route if they so choose. Um, not every cadet chooses that. Not everyone wants to set up their own protocol, nor should they. Um, but for those who do, uh, they have all the resources ready for them. Uh, but it was really just a pipe dream uh, for a while. Um, I was originally kicking it around with some of the guys from Apollo um, and then connected with uh, with Nate Hughes, uh, who is just a, a force of nature, um, amazing blockchain researcher. I, I don't know if he's going to be able to join us today. I hope he can hop in here at some point. But um, but yeah, he, he was really approaching the idea of the WBA more from a uh, security training, like how do we improve infrastructure? Um, and uh, that's where a lot of the kind of like build as you learn aspect of stuff came into it. Uh, but again, you know, it was kind of a dormant uh, type of thing that we wanted to do. We had other projects that we were more involved with at the time. And then uh, really just started picking up steam um, ahead of the terror crash. Uh, it was really coming together quite strongly. Um, we actually had a grant secured from LFG to really like kick it off and do a whole program. And obviously we, we know what happened with that. But um, but uh, it's funny, you know, this whole time I've been talking, I haven't mentioned Jeff. Uh, Jeff is actually the the heart, blood, soul, mind of the WBA, man. He carries it on his shoulders. Uh, we had connected a while back in terms of uh, a different project that he was uh, building, Benevolent Moon, and just chatting about that. And, you know, I tried to keep a pulse with all the different founders in the ecosystem. Uh, and so that's where our conversation started. And then, uh, as Jeff mentioned, you know, he reached out to me when he was uh, at a turning point in his life and looking to retire from his old uh, teaching career uh, or you know educational career and uh, with that I was like hey um, we might have kind of the perfect fit with this thing here uh, and thank God he answered the call to action because uh, we you know the WBA would not be it would not be without him so uh, Jeff just huge kudos to you man Jeff what is the benevolent moon just you, you glossed uh Chauncey just mentioned it in passing there. What's Benevolent Moon and is that a project that's still happening? 
Uh, yeah, Chauncey, you are too kind, my friend, and and it is a team effort, and you know we all feed off of each other, so it, it, we would we would be here without us. So I firmly believe that. Um, Benevolent Moon. So when uh, when I got into the space, which is an hour long conversation, so I won't get into that whole thing, but um, you know, I um, I wanted to see if you know if I could be creative in the space uh, the way I was in a career, you know, 30 years in one thing. And, you know, it's a little bit scary, but, um, so I had an idea and I basically decided I was going to get into the chain link hackathon with a couple of developers that I met in a discord. And, um, and the idea is to have a fun predictive market game centered around crypto prediction that raised money for charitable organizations. And, um, you know, and so we went to the Chainlink Hackathon and did well, and we're still building, and we'll be uh, we'll actually be on Polygon Mainnet um, in the next couple months, and we also are building on Cosmos. We're just kind of determining if we want to launch our app chain first or build on an existing chain and gain some steam, and then go there. So the idea is simple. It's a simple game. You. You pay your stable. Part of that goes into a charitable fund. Part of it goes into a um, a, a winner's fund, and you know uh, whoever correctly predicts the closing price of a different token at the end of the day wins the winner's pot, and then it gets the vote on which charity uh, receives a monthly distribution. And that's how I met Chauncey because I wanted Angel to be one of our recipients, and. Um, when we're in Cosmos, Angel will be the only uh, recipient because we we are such firm believers in everything that they do, um, that we do. So that's what that is. Yeah, still going, still fun. Uh, the the guys that we started that thing with, uh, two of my developers did the uh, the Web Three Builders Alliance uh, course in the fall, um, and you know really took them from solidity to to being Cosm Wasm developers, and they're doing very well. Thank you for the rundown. I've actually just checked it out on Twitter. For anyone that hasn't uh, seen it, at BMGF22, that's Benevolent Moon. You can see the details there, and you can see Jeff's uh, massive beard as he had a photo <laughs> with someone from Shade Pro- uh, Fisco from Shade Protocol just recently. It was this a couple of days ago? So don't yeah, mind that beard. Have, yeah, he, just, he happened to have been in Atlanta um, on some business and was driving through like totally where I live. I said – Dude, let's get a burger and meet in person. So, yeah, it was really cool. All the in real life catch-ups happening at the moment. So, let's circle back for a second to um, to the project at hand, which we're talking about is Web3 Builders Alliance. How many people have we had running through at the moment? What's, sort of, what's the onboarding process and who's it for? Uh, so, we're currently in our second cohort. And uh, we had 60 applicants first time around and we certified 13. And we went over 100 applicants for the second cohort, uh, have about 21, 22 people in that cohort at the moment. Um, you know, really, it's for people that want uh, a a professional master's style, university style learning experience in Cosm, Wasm, and Rust. And the way we do it, 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 look, the content is the same. Anybody can go out there and do self-directed learning, which – you know, in the short history of uh, blockchain and Web3, it's been the way just because this type of thing doesn't necessarily exist uh, in this form. And so, you know, we're for the for the ambitious, resilient uh, developer 
who wants to put in the time and not only learn the skills, but also, you know, do so in a collaborative environment. Uh, really want to be challenged um, and really be pushed to develop their own capstone project, which is a um, something in their vision that represents and reflects the learning that they did. And so they learn a lot of the soft skills as well. Yeah, we do Rust and Cosmosm and we learn how to push to, to testnet and, and we learn some front end stuff and we learn some SDK stuff. But really, it's also about project management and it's about collaboration. It's about finding solutions. It's about working in the GitHub repos. It's, it's about all those things and then shipping and testing and and debugging and all of those soft skills and also getting really comfortable in a community where you lean on each other and it's okay to ask questions no matter what. So it is um, it is niche in the sense that not everybody wants to learn that way. But for the people that do, we offer um, a, a culture and a community that lends itself very well to that so far. And um, you know, the other side of it is you're also making your network stronger of people, you know, of those 13 certified developers, they all still keep in touch with each other. Um, they still ask each other questions. They call on each other and hackathons and things like that to support each other. Um, so, you know, that's really what it is. Um, you need to have a little bit of background. You need to have some chops. Um, we look for people that have at least coding two coding languages that they know. Uh, it shows not only that they know one, but that they can learn a second because for a lot of people, they don't have the Rust background. So they have to, um, you know, they have to show that they've been able to learn a second one. And so for people like, and I guess I'm almost asking this on my own behalf because I'm not a I'm not a coder. I actually have very little experience with it at all. I've loosely had a look at you know coding academy, code academy and things like that. But for someone who's looking at getting into this space, what would be your you know your opinion on the difference between building on Web two versus Web three? What are the benefits? Um, yeah, differences and benefits, and why would someone choose to learn these languages versus something you know old school? Yeah, it's a really good question, and and I I don't have uh, an answer other than I know that um, a lot of investors and venture capitalists and grant programs um, ask a simple question uh, every time a project comes to them, and that question is, you know, what is the benefit of building this on blockchain versus building it web two? You know, why? And there's a lot of really good answers and everybody's answer is different. But a lot of times, you know, if there's a project that comes through, if, you know, if you want to build a streaming platform and, you know, for music and the same exact thing could be built on, on web two technology and not have any additional benefit to doing it in blockchain, people are going to say, just build it in web two technology. Um, but Blockchain has a lot of advantages, as we know. I mean, we would be on this call together if we didn't all believe that this is transcendent in, in the sense that, you know, it's transparent. It is immutable. It is global. The access is um, available to everybody. There's a tokenization process that allows people uh, a level of ownership that doesn't exist elsewhere. So there's a lot of benefits, and it really just is it just depends on the opportunity you're seeking matching the instruments available in Web3. Got it. Um, just checking with Chauncey as well. Is there anything that you wanted to add to that, sir? 
Uh, I don't think that I could uh, I could uh, improve upon Jeff's answer there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So my my follow up question to that would be, you know, more around the languages or like, you know, uh, the the programs that you offer are focused particularly on Rust, Cosmos, and Cosmos SDK. Is there a reason in particular um, they're the focuses versus um, the other options that are available in the space? Well, the first reason is this is where we started. You know, we we started as TBA. We started the process building something um, for uh, to train Terra developers, aspiring Terra developers. Uh, as we immerse ourselves in the process, we have come to find and believe very strongly that Rust-based smart contract languages are the way. Um, the the safety, the security. Um, all the advantages of Rust, uh, the ownership uh, that provide solutions to previously problematic uh, smart contract language development. Um, and I'm not going to Solidity bash because I think Solidity is is a beautiful language. I think there's tremendous uh, value in it. Uh, but I, you know, if you look at all the new programming languages popping up and the next best things popping up, they're all Rust-based. Whether it's, you know, Gavin Wood, who actually wrote Solidity, what did he do when he went and built his own blockchain? He built a new programming language out of Rust with Ink and Substrate on Polkadot. So if the guy who wrote Solidity decided that when he had his own gig, he was going to use Rust, I mean, that's a fairly compelling uh, example. Uh, but you know the move language, which is you know over on Aptos and Sui and some others, um, it's it's a Rust-based language with with some additional security and more smart contract focused um, tooling in it. You know, Cadence over on Flow is is a Rust-based language. So you know your Rust-based languages are um, they they seem to be if not the future, they're at least the now and the tomorrow. Uh, and there just there really isn't as many resources and opportunities as you know. For example, in comparison to Solidity, there's so much amazing um, educational material and programs for Solidity. Um, it's I don't want to use the word saturated because it has a negative connotation, but it is. I mean, there's a lot. You don't have to go very far to get a good learning experience in Solidity. Uh, Rust is different, and because Rust is is a little bit more of a challenging language to to learn, I believe. Um, I think a lot of people do. Um, it was a necessary uh, move for us. Um, you know, right now we're in Cosmosm, um, and which is a beautiful framework. You know, the Ethan and Shane and all those guys who built that at a hackathon a couple of years back um, really got it. Uh, and I've worked with other ecosystem Rust. Um, smart contract languages and the ones that don't have a good framework, it's just an infinitely harder developer experience. Um, and the harder the experience, the the more likely you're going to put up a barrier to getting some good talent to build on your blockchain. So, you know, all of these are reasons we won't look, we're web three maxis. Um, we we want to grow the space. We all have our own reasons. Um, but we want to see the great the play the space emerge and be all that it can be for a global community. Um, teaching Rust and Cosmosm, and, and as we grow, you know, to other blockchains, you know, those individual frameworks that also utilize Rust, um, we, we feel like this is the place where we belong. Love it. 
Love it. I'm just looking at a tweet that you put out back in. This is actually it wasn't. Who was this from? I'm not sure who who's put this one out, but it says, you know, it's amazing to me how many folks ask us what we teach at WBA when it's the same content available anywhere. The fact is that the secret source is in the how capitalized. We do it, and so I'm just curious to know. Um, can you talk us a bit through how you do it? What separates you guys from? Let's say competition, uh, and also, yeah, the du- like the duration, uh, just some of the details regarding the above. Sure. Um, so, look, you know, we we uh, the content is fairly common across. Like I said in that tweet, um, and it the how is what are we doing in the classroom? You know, it, what what is the community and the culture that we're building on a daily basis? And we work really hard on that. And we work really hard on the relationships. Um, if you think about a guy like Chauncey, um, anybody who knows him knows that he is just a great person to be around. And the relationships that he builds with people and inspires in others, that's the magic of of Angel. People will will go there because they really like and, and respect and, and feel connected to what they're doing. And so, you know, we're trying to develop the same kind of culture with WBA, and that is a a community. And so the how, you know, I always use the example when I was working in schools, you you know, I I worked in a school, there were three different calculus teachers. They were all using the same book, but you could walk into three different classrooms and they were completely different. And the student experience was completely different because of how that room, that space was – Established the design and and the the cultural environment of how comfortable people feel collaborating and working together. So if you participated, so we meet five hours a week uh, live, virtually live, um, and we've got teach instructors who are senior blockchain engineers who are just awesome, delicious people, just great folks, folks with patience, folks who care about their cadets, who really care about learning who want to answer questions and who want to see the people uh, in their classes uh, learn and be the best they can be and uh, support them in any way. It's not a zero sum game at at WBA. It is a everybody wins. It's, you know, we talk about abundance mindset. So we're, we're purposeful in these things. Not only do we meet five hours a week, but we also have about a five to one student to teacher ratio um, which allows us to give everybody what he or she needs in each class. We do breakout rooms and people, you know, sometimes will break out according to what people are interested in discussing and, and exploring with a piece of code. And sometimes we'll do it by ability, you know, who's moving fast and needs to be with other fast movers to be able to grow. You know, we're not going to give everybody the same you know, we're not going to give everyone who participates a certificate. We want everyone, everyone's certificate. Yeah, we certify our graduates, but everyone's certificate is really the skill set that they carry, the capstones that they build. You know, that that's their certificate. That is their badge at the end. And even now, um, you know, with the first cohort having graduated, Almost every one of those grads is still in our Discord. They're helping other cadets. We had a one of our grads came last week because he's working on mesh security and testing and shared with some new ways to look at Cosmos and multi-test um, and how to just do it better. One of our cadets actually today 
solved uh, one of Zeke from Juno's flash loan challenge. Um, and, you know, this is, this is also part of our mindset. We want to be of service. We want to, you know, do PRs and contribute to the ecosystem. So it's really just a culture. It, it, you know, we build a culture. Uh, I talk to every cadet, you know, a couple of times a week. I know a little bit about their families. They know about mine. I know a little bit about what they're interested in. They know about mine. And and we're small by design because you can't do that, uh, you know, at scale with thousands of of students. Um, but we're gonna, you know, we're gonna make a difference. Uh, you know, a nice handful at a time. And that and and that really is kind of just the values behind the how. And we go um, to answer the other part of your question. Sorry, um, it's an eight to ten week course, depending on which chain we're on. Um, our first round was 10 weeks. This current one is eight weeks, be- just because we're able to really look at what we do and how we do it and, and find efficiencies. But we're not going to make the course shorter at the, at the sacrifice of quality. Great. So it's actually, it's quite a, it's quite quick. Eight to 10 weeks is not much to commit to. For someone that is, you know, wanting to be a candidate, there is an application process. Um, yes. And of course, there's some criteria, I guess, you're looking at on the back end to determine who. Uh, is a good fit for that. What specifically are you looking at? So, you know, I'm going to actually start with the end there. And and the nice thing is we we made a decision early on that we weren't going to reject anybody, that, that we would defer people that aren't a fit for the current cohort and provide them with weekly prescriptive materials to improve themselves. And if they, again, they have the resilience and commitment to the process, they'll work at it. And, you know, they could apply for the next cohort. Um, and we, uh, nearly everybody that we deferred reapplied. And we actually had some people that started the first time around and, and it was too hard and they dropped. And then now they're in again because they're more prepared. Um, from an application standpoint, um, you know, really so far it shows that um, people with a, a solid background in C++, Rust, or Go um, seem to have a leg up. That said, the JavaScript people have done very well as well. You know, if you're a mid to senior level JavaScript developer, um, you're in good shape. We, again, as I mentioned at the beginning, we look for people, everybody should have a second language that they're pretty comfortable with as well, just to demonstrate that they've learned two different languages so that their language acquisition uh, process is, is at least somewhat seasoned. We look at their repos, and if you've got a thousand, you know, uh, packages in your repo um, that are all forked, that's a no-go. You know, we, we, we don't want forked stuff. We want to see original. Um, and really, you know, it, it, all things considered, people that show a little in some of the open-ended answers, uh, a little passion, a little spark, uh, willing to commit a certain amount of time, these are all things that we look at. Um, and then right before we make our final placement, we give we have an orientation that's a, a live virtual meeting, and we share everything that we're going to do and how we're going to do it, just so we're completely transparent on that. Uh, and then we give 48 hours to complete two tasks, one that is very rust heavy and methodical, and the other that is a smart, you know, completing a smart contract package and um, pushing it to GitHub. So the ability to follow instruction, even with content that you're not as familiar with, and be able to use GitHub in a fairly comfortable way. Because these are all indicators of at least being able to um, get started and see how it goes. Got it. And so something like this, you know, they they jump on for the eight to 10 weeks. 
what's the investment? Obviously, there's a time investment and a willingness to learn. But monetarily, is there an investment that needs to be made by the uh, candidates? Nope, just what you said. The investment really is um, the time and the commitment and the willingness to become part of our community and our culture. Um, you know, we do have you know some pieces afterwards. Like you know, we we do reach out to cadets to help us to build things, and um, there's some placement. Um, parameters like you know if we place you in a position you know we we definitely we need to keep the lights on so there's a commission on that side of it um but you know from a we don't charge qualified people because we want to take that barrier of entry out of their you know out of their way because you know if you charge you know there are programs that say you know it's uh you know five hundred dollars well you are now you know excluding a large part of the world population for whom $500 might as well be five months rent. Um, you know, my, my benevolent moon team, um, when we got a little bit of money for, for the hackathon, I was like, Hey, this will pay one rent, one month rent. And they were all like, this will pay a year for me. And so we definitely don't want to exclude anybody because of their economic, um, environment. Um, but we do have expectations. It's not easy. Um, but, you know, we, we push our cadets hard, but we also give them the emotional and social support um, to be successful. Yeah, I love that. Thank you for the uh, perspective there as well. It was nice to just sort of be reminded that it is, it is just different. It's different in different countries and, and you know. Yeah, I think sometimes it's easy to forget about that. I'm sitting like for context. If you can see where I'm, I'm like in a 14-story building looking out at Brisbane right at the moment. It's like a beautiful view. And I'm just like, yeah, actually, you know what? That's not the reality for a large portion of the world. So I appreciate the uh, perspective check there. Um, okay. And so for someone like me who's not a code uh, coder previously, would you typically recommend, so if there's anyone listening to the call that they might have uh, applied to as well, would you recommend that individual does some sort of pre-course somewhere else beforehand? And if so, what would it be? So it's interesting. I, I do get asked a lot, this question a lot. And on a personal level, I love it. I mean, I, I enjoy getting into people's minds and talking to them about how they learn and what their interests are and then giving them some prescriptive work. Like, hey, go do this. I've got a friend of mine who's a, a CMO for – a big um, e- Ethereum-based project, and you know she wants to learn how to code, and and so we talked the other day. I said, "Well, how do you learn? What do you like? Do you like to read? Do you like videos? Do you like short stuff? Do you want to devote an hour? You know, um, do, do you have an interest in in DAOs or NFT? I I basically do a learning interview. And then I get them going. Um, there's, like I said, there's so many amazing resources out there um, for different kinds of learners. You know, this is where my my background comes into play of you know, not only working with you know with school age students, but also doing professional development. You know, how do people who are busy want to learn? And so, really, I would I would start with that. I mean, some people I get them right into Rust, and other people I get them. You know, I say go learn some Python first. You know, go learn a little JavaScript. Uh, Scrimba is a a great platform because it's got you know video in an IDE, which is an editor, and then you actually code in the editor itself. And then you know, some people will do better with. Um, 
you know, watch a video and then do it in your own editor. And then there's tons of good browser-based um, editors and sandboxes where you can, you know, you could do all of the above. Uh, Pontum Network over on Aptos has a great um, Aptos Move uh, playground that has some tutorial type stuff in it that that I really love. Um, and uh, what's a uh, Replit is another one. Replit is uh, a a browser platform that shows you all three views between, you know, the editor and the console and the output and stuff like that. So, I mean, it, it, there's something for everybody. Um, it requires a little bit of, you know, metacognition, which is understanding, knowing how you learn basically. Um, and, you know, for people that want to, I always encourage, just reach out to me. I'm happy to have the conversation with you and get you going. Um, I actually did that in the Hero NFT uh, Discord from talking to Gene over there, and we got a couple of cadets out of that, people that just got started and were super into it, and they're now in the WBA course, and that's you know that's beautiful. I love that. Love it. I've got a speaker requesting at the moment I can see. I'm just going to bring them up, and we'll open the floor here. For anyone else that might have some questions, if you're sitting there pondering uh, feel free to put the hand up and I will bring you up just as I am with beastmode.data. Beastmode.data, you've got the floor. Hey, Rebel, how's it going? How's everybody's going? Happy Saturday. We're all good, brother. Thank you. So, so I have a question. So I actually work in, in, uh, in tech, so I'm coming from like Web2. And I, I always had a curiosity in learning how to code but I ha have always stumbled my, myself upon obstacles that like just stop me from, from learning. I do have experience in like working with developers, like in the sense of like creating Jira tickets, um, using test rail. Um, I know a little bit of SQL. I know how to read a little bit of code just because what my job entails is um, looking at Google inspect a lot, um, looking at the networking, making sure that things aren't blocked. I don't, don't have any coding language what would your recommendation be for me to start if i'm interested in this course um first of all i i think it's great that you're asking that question um you know thank you for being here uh i'll give you a quick perspective i am 52 years old before 50 the only coding language that I had learned prior to that was BASIC and Turbo Pascal in the 80s. So, um, you know, just, just for context there, it's never too late to get rolling. I would say this, you know, it really depends on what your goals are. If you want to get into Web3 um, do you, and you already have a little bit of a context of how smart contracts work, I'd recommend doing some JavaScript. Uh, JavaScript is nice because it kind of ties front and back end together and understanding it gives you a lot of perspective. Uh, and again, you know, I just mentioned, you know, Free Code Camp has amazing JavaScript instruction. Replit's good. Scrimba is my personal favorite, but that's because that's how I learned personally uh, that Scrimba model works. So I, I would definitely say JavaScript. And give yourself a month, you know, give yourself, say, I'm going to, I'm going to do 30 minutes a day for a month and give yourself a chance because the first week or two, it's going to still be like reading a foreign language because it really is. 
Uh, but the more you immerse in it and do it day to day to day, you know, the first time I was able to talk to one of my programming buddies and say, hey, I know what a DOM is and how it works. It was like it was joy. Um, and then the other thing is read a lot of code. Uh, code is a language. And so le- any language acquisition, you know, your ability to hear it and understand it and read it and understand it eventually becomes the ability to write it and speak it. So you got to give yourself a little bit of time. Thank you. Yeah, um, I actually read a, a little bit of code, especially when we're looking at Google Inspect, just to make sure like our, our ex- because we're a Google Chrome extension that filters students I actually work in the tech ed industry. So it's very interesting to like having to look at code and making sure like JavaScript is not getting blocked or anything like that. But yeah, actually uh, free code camp. I actually finished that a while back ago. Um, but every time I start, I always end up <laughs> failing myself. Um, but these these conversations and these uh, these spaces always gives me that that glimpse of hope that eventually someday I'll, I'll get back into coding and, and pushing myself. And I think it's what you said. Um, I'm not so much of a reader. Like I, I could read and that's totally fine, but I'm very visual. Like I need to understand like how the code works and what it does, right? Like I could be reading things, but sometimes that does just, I think that's just like my learning aspect, just seeing how things work and 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 seeing it with my own eyes. And that's something that I've I've learned this past year. Like that's how I learn. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's it's true what you said. Uh, having a community behind you and pushing you is very important. Yeah, check out Scrimba then. S C R I M B A. I give it a shot. Let me know what you think. Um, Holler at me on uh, on Twitter here or whatever. I'm happy to to help you along the way. Yeah, I'll do that. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. And You're welcome. I, I, think, I think somebody had told me um, I just couldn't find like a connection with like learning how to code. But I'm very invested in crypto. Love crypto. Been here for a while. I think I my first crypto was back in 2017. Been getting wrecked multiple times. It's all good. <laughs> um, you know, one of my friends said, you don't learn until you put some money, right? Um, so totally fine. But, you know, after the DPEG, I've been like trying to contact a lot of people, which a lot of people have been open. Um, and I've been helping them with like, you know, writing stuff up. Um, so it's been a really good community and I'm looking forward to it. Awesome. awesome. Yeah. Hit me up, man. Thanks for your contribution there, Beast Mode. Um, I'm currently learning Polish. So I've been learning Polish for the past maybe two and a half months, my partner is from Poland. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to learn this language, even though it's super hard. And the process of learning, as you were saying a second ago, Jeff, it's there is this, uh, the comprehension, it's the, the reading part. So when I read it, I actually, there's a fair, I at this point know about 200 words in Polish. And I know, you know, a bunch of different sentences, but the recall and the relaying at the mo- is quite, um, that, that connection part is not, there yet and so there really is this process through consistency and i'd imagine it's exactly the same with code it's just exposure 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 over time um and then eventually yeah rather than just internalizing it externalizing it through through speech and is that the case with code do you actually i don't i don't imagine you would be speaking it out loud at the computer but how did like how does that part kick in how does that sink in to well, how does it work for you and for others that you may have heard from yeah, you know, it's 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 very interesting. So if you think about how kids learn language, they learn it from hearing it and being immersed in it. Um, there's the concept of language-rich environment in schools. 
which is how kids learn first. Whereas here we're talking about learning something by reading it and then typing it out first. So uh, I do I do watch a lot of videos that are just code tutorials so that I could hear it and see it at the same time. You know, the, the concept of multiple modalities that our brains process content in, in many different ways. And hearing and seeing and writing are the three ways that people use to learn things. Um, and but the order of that is always different. Um, you know, you've got to be able to see letters on a page before you can write it. Someone can't say, okay, write the letter J. Um, but because we already know, you know, our our native tongues, someone can say, you know, write the word function. Well, I could do that. Because I already I have a logo in my head that comes to mind that attaches the sound of the word function to a visual. So it's just all about how the brain works, how it processes information, which ties into what we were saying before about how people learn. And we all learn differently. Uh, some of us need to read it to be able to imitate it. Some of us could hear it. Uh, and some of us need to just, you know, eventually we think about it because we have that stuff in our head already and we write it. And then we break it. You know, you asked the question a little bit ago about why Rust. My favorite thing about Rust is that the compiler is my best teacher. So if you know Rust, you you know what I'm talking about. Uh, the the joke is, you know, if you make a mistake in JavaScript, it says you made a mistake somewhere in your code. If you make make a mistake in Rust, the compiler says on line five at space seven, this is wrong. Here's a couple ways you could fix it. Here's a way you could go read more. So, you know, it's just, you got to know yourself. You got to be honest with yourself about how you learn. You got to try different stuff and you got to be patient. You got to be willing to put in the time. It's just, it's just the facts. Yeah. Well, you just sold me on Rust all of a sudden, but um, yeah, I've explained the similar thing to people that have asked me about getting into crypto. Um, I think I got involved back in 2016 and and like many people, I was probably on board pretty hard for a couple of years and then had a little uh, hiatus in the middle when I thought that everything was, you know, it was, it was a, a, the deadlands. But um, they asked me, what's the best way to learn? I'm like, it's literally just uh, swim in the information. Just like have, I listen to podcasts for ages. I used to listen to different podcasts and half the time I don't even know what they're talking about, but the words eventually make sense and when the connections are made it, it, it all sort of comes together quite quickly and so you know this space is evolving so rapidly every every week there's something new that's happening and i'm talking different projects you know i talk to two projects every week typically um, and then i've got all the guys on the oc team we're having conversations behind the scenes about what's going on in the space and literally every week without fail i'm coming across something even after being in this space for the last you know, six, seven years or whatever it is, six years. It's a, um, it's just amazing to me how much there is still to learn. So, um, yeah, this is this is really piqued my interest. This conversation. I'm curious to know as well. Just with the next sort of fifteen minutes here, we've got um, we've got Chauncey on the call. We'll we'll come back towards the end just to touch on uh, Angel a little bit. But regarding the process of going through the WBA. There's actually a lot of building that happens. So it's not just like come in uh, and we teach you some things and you're on your way. You're putting people through their paces. They're building, you know, I'm look, I'm on your Medium article at the moment saying that they're building customized boilerplate plate code. 
they're doing you know twin test chains on Rust and uh, and a TS relayer to iterate with IBC ICS technologies. There's all sorts of uh, you know, things about soulbound NFT marketplace for certifications, DCA tooling for retail users. There's a whole bunch of things there, um, and then you get them to defend what they're doing. Can you speak on that a bit? Yeah, and I actually. Yeah, because we're we're in that mode right now. So uh, I just posted the assignments for the next cluster, and the custom boilerplate is what we do here next. And and the reason why we have them build our custom boilerplate, it's actually an idea I got from Will Chen, who I know everybody knows who Will Chen is, um, and the idea of muscle memory. Um, you know, it is common practice to clone a repo to start your process, and when you clone a repo, like a smart contract, you end up deleting a ton of stuff. And typically, you're going to delete a lot of the same stuff every time. So the idea is you develop your own custom boilerplate, your own, you know, template. You know, what are, what are the structures and, and, and functions that you're going to have in there all the time? You know, if you do, if you do Cosm Wasm, you're going to have your instantiate execute and, and query stuff and your IBC and migration now as well. You know, what are you going to have in there that you're always going to use? What are your packages that you're always going to import so that you have your own toolbox and you're more efficient? But also the process of building that is you're outputting and you're actually writing your own code from scratch, which is pretty cool. And people, people have uh, really enjoyed that. Um, but as far as uh, building, each week we have a combination of things that they need, the cadets need to do on their own, uh, but then also coding challenges that they take from in class and then they complete on their own. So we are building a lot. We also just collected uh, this round of capstone declarations. And, you know, first time around, as you said, you know, we had NFT marketplace. We had, uh, you know, uh, Dex, in de uh, Dex aggregator. Uh, we had a very cool implementation of escrow contracts and an escrow manager. Um, there was a group of guys who built an NFT marketplace that's cross, you know, IBC. So a lot of really cool stuff. Um, and these are projects that cadets get to choose their own. What we did this time around, we, we also offered a menu of needed things in the space uh, for cadets to choose from. So if they couldn't think of something that they wanted to build, uh, you know, we can give them some ideas and a lot of them chose them. Um, you know, some staking indexes, some Oracle type projects. Um, so some, some really cool ecosystem needs that uh, Nate and I presented to the cadets and, and most of the cadets chose something off of that menu. And um, what they do is they build this in conjunction with taking the course, basically they're learning in class. And once they get the lens focused on what they're building outside of class, the content that they're learning becomes more meaningful. Okay. You go into class, you learn how to use certain rust tooling or cosmosm concept. And you're like, Oh, that fits my project. They take what they learn, they implement it into their project and they grow that way as well. At the end, what they do is almost like a thesis. They uh, submit their code base, a, a walkthrough video and an abstract. And a number of cadets first time around actually took the time to put a front end on that. And we're going to facilitate and support that as well. Uh, increasingly moving forward. Uh, and they, 
they defend it. They basically, they turn it in, say, here's a demonstration of my learning. Here's a demonstration of my, my grasp of the concepts. And here's my contribution uh, to the space with this project. Because we again, something we talk about a lot is making a contribution, being of service. So that's kind of how it works. We're we're in the mode now. A number of our projects are getting some good interest. One of our guys who started out with what he thought was a simple blockchain-based Wikipedia, it's emerging into a big research hub that's getting a lot of good attention. Um, another guy built a an NFT wallet that is IBC enabled that also does swaps in wallet. He's getting a lot of intention, attention to kind of implement that into existing projects. So, um, you know, that's how that works. Do you have just regarding those two projects in particular? Do you are there names you can share there as far as are we able to look them? Am I can I see them on Twitter? Is there? Yeah, something to look I'll at tell you point? what. I will. I will drop both of their demos in our Twitter. Um, and I'll tag you in there. I'll tag Orbital and uh, I'll tag you in there as soon as we're done here. Awesome. I appreciate that greatly. Totally. Um, legend. Loving this conversation, by the way. Chauncey, I did say I was going to circle back to you and just check in and see um, some updates. So in the next sort of eight minutes here, I want to basically cover, is there anything that we haven't uh, gone over that you want to announce? And, you know, what what's sort of on the horizon for both W? Uh, BA and and uh, Angel Protocol. Yeah, so I mean, all around, it's been a pretty great time. And it sounds weird to say that given the current market conditions and everything else going on. Um, but really on both fronts, uh, really exciting developments. I mean, the Web3 Builders Alliance uh, really just came out of nowhere. And then the, the first cohort that went through was so amazing. Just came out with so many great projects that people are interested in. And uh, by all accounts, our, our new cadet class is uh, just as strong, if not stronger in many ways. Um, so just like with anything, you know, the first time you do it, you know, you expect some mistakes and hiccups and you keep iterating and improving time over time. So to be honest, the, the sheer success of the first cohort was a very welcome, I won't say surprise, uh, because I knew, you know, how we were executing and I, I had faith in it coming together. Um, but it really was like we had been doing it for years already. Um, and so just to to be able to continue to build on that momentum, uh, a ton of interest from a variety of different ecosystems and projects that are looking to invest in uh, the Web3 Builders Alliance. Uh, and something that we like to say is, uh, in, you know, investing in devs is the best investment during a bear market. Right. It's the one thing, even if ecosystems are hurting for money, even if they might be reluctant to invest in X, Y, Z, new DeFi project, uh, they are aware enough to know that um, developers and training those developers is the future and the strength of the blockchain. So uh, on that front, you know, very excited for everything we have going with the Web3 Builders Alliance. Uh, and then for Angel Protocol, um, we have a lot of exciting things coming right now. Uh, so we're relaunched currently on Juno. Uh, it's really just you know our MVP charity marketplace. You can donate to over 160 NGOs there. Uh, but we have a lot of bells and whistles coming, both to the charity marketplace, uh, as well as a whole new product that we're launching, which really leverages the same tech stack. Uh, but those are called Angel Impact Funds. Uh, our go-to-market is really focused on emerging market social entrepreneurs. Uh, but it really applies to any type of change maker you can imagine. 
Um, and really exciting developments with that. We're already talking with a number of different Web2, uh, either crowdfunding or impact funding platforms, where we're going to partner with them and provide their Web3 backend. Um, so that's one of our go-to-markets with Angel. Uh, but really, I'm excited for what it's going to offer everyone in the space. Uh, because with Angel Impact Funds, it's really a one-stop shop to set up your organization, fundraise, and then invest those funds through a variety of different yield sources we're building out. Um, so that's going to open up the landscape for anyone who really wants to make a difference, make a difference fast, uh, and give them all the tooling that they need to do that. So a lot more to come on that very soon. Super well articulated and, yeah, very exciting. I'm, um, yeah, I'm so impressed with you guys. I think, uh, I think WBA has a ton of potential and of course the thing that we didn't even touch on this entire call we're talking about the training but it's the you know you essentially offer another service too which is on the protocol side which is essentially um making hiring easy making it so that you know they don't have to waste their time and resources look for talent and effectively you know it's you're helping build the talent and then of course you've got uh, a means of providing that talent with opportunities and uh protocols with good quality talent it's a great little arrangement you've got here. Is there anything that you want to tack on about this uh, this side of things? Well, yeah, I mean, you know, um, the opportunity to continue to help support the space is is central to what we do. We we also understand, as Chauncey alluded to a little bit earlier, that um, the efficiency um, and both you know the time and the financial efficiency of hiring really good devs is made greater by what we're doing because not only do we train them but we know these people as people you know we can match them up with projects that have you know mission alignment and values alignment uh but the other thing that we can do that we're starting to do is you know ecosystem partners and 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 collaborators can come to us and say hey we need xyz can your cadets work on this um, we need to work on this kind of tooling. Can your cadets take a look at our test net? Can they come and poke holes in our test net? And it's almost like a lab. It gives our cadets great experience and an opportunity to do meaningful work. And we serve the the community by providing, um, you know, a, a service. Not to be redundant with my my verbiage, but you know, it's a service to be able to go out and help people because you know this is stuff that sometimes people need to pay a lot of money for, and we're able to do it because it's mutually beneficial. Um, the other thing we do is is we we have partners emerging that that want us to bake some of their tooling into our coursework, and you know we are able to take a look at some of this and say, hey, is this meaningful for for the long term and for everyone to know or or what? And um, you know, I guess I'll drop a little alpha here. Uh, we have just partnered with. Axelar to build into uh, our course the use of the Axelar bridge because it's super important to be able to get that liquidity flowing. And, you know, Axelar's technology is elite and, and it's beautiful. And I'm touching wood as I always do when I talk about anything like, like this. But, you know, the, the idea that um, general message passing and, 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 doing so in a safe, secure way. Um, we think that's important for our cadets to know how to do that. And I think it's important for knocking down barriers between different blockchain ecosystems. So, you know, like I said, I'm a Web3 maxi and, and I think we all should be. Love a good little alpha drop to uh, end the call there. 
what I'll say is anyone that is listening at the moment, if you haven't already done so, click the button that says, or click on the speaker at the top where it says uh, Web3 Builders Alliance. Give it a follow if you're not already doing so. If you are interested in, in this space and you want to build, if you know people that are, uh, definitely point them in this direction. They're going to be in very good hands. Um, anything else, any other sort of calls to action that you guys want to add? Just stay calm and build on out there, fam. Winter is for building. Yeah, totally. I mean, I said to a couple of friends the other day who always go, you're in crypto, right? Every great innovation in history that was world changing happened in dark times. And so we are, that's what we're doing. We're, we're building a better future. Um, and also, you know, we are very much tech over token minded. Y- you could look at the actual token market and, and feel discouraged or whatever emotions. And we all do. I'm not going to say I don't. But really, the beauty of the technology that we're building and developing every day is um, I, I feel very good about the time that I spend creating a better world for my kids. And, you know, that's that's a huge part of behind, you know, what we do here. So uh, and really appreciate this time and opportunity to just banter about cool stuff. Yeah, 100% happy to have you on and looking forward to speaking with you guys more in future. Of course, you know, just granted the time in the market that it is this bear and everyone's it's just it's a bit quieter on these spaces than it has been in the past i look forward to doing this again with uh, many more people on here for you but look uh don't be a stranger i'll you know i'll be sliding up in your dms and i'll, I'll probably be inquiring a bit more about this myself um but i do appreciate your time energy and expertise so i do wish you well have fun playing with your dog uh jeff and for everyone that's listened, appreciate you tuning into the spaces. You can continue to join these spaces mostly Saturday nights and Tuesday nights. The next one we've got coming up is this coming Tuesday night uh, with Jackal Dow. And then there's a few lined up in December before Christmas arrives. So keep your eyes open and we'll see you on those spaces. Until then, be excellent. Thanks for checking out another episode of the Ether. That was the Web3 Builders Alliance AMA, hosted by Dr. Doscoin with Orbital Command. Recorded on Saturday, November 26, 2022. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. Sneaking through back alleys on a little cosplay. Broadway all day, looking like the wrong way. Resuscitating major players in the waiting room. Sifting through the paperwork while I be debating fools. Breaking rules, breaking bad, like we always wait for doom. Slayed a few in my early years, often hit the shroom. Sitting in the dark, waiting for the daily news to let us know what we should believe as the latest truth. Stay aloof, writing rhymes in the studio. Trying to keep it well lit, like filming a movie role. Sorting through support from your endorsements. Of course, we're tripping balls. And it reports it The latest proof ain't a way to move Change of view Just a bunch of pack of heads Living in a chicken coop Picking at the dinner Finger licking like the plate is good So kick it for a minute Then show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Big thinking energy always gets the best of me When I kick it in the lab, messing with new recipes Gotta mix and match, flip the latch, letting rhythm scratch Dope shit, spitting facts with my vision smash Big drip aristocrats, dishing out a list of trash Missing wisdom, this fish is too big to catch Better let the missus know where you hit the stash Watch your next step, bro, before you hit the traps Walking on eggshells, tripping over landmines And I'm about done dealing with these damn lies Man, I'm looking at this planet like a franchise Chastising to digging holes in the back nine the latest proof ain't a 
way to move, change the view Just a bunch of peck of heads living in a chicken coop Picking at the dinner, finger licking like the plate is good So kick it for a minute then show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two